Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Network. Guess what? No co-host alongside with me again. Again. Where's Shay, you ask? Well, how about this? You hit me up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, giving me your ideas on where you think Shay is right now, and you'll win a surprise. Until then, I'll just say, hopefully, Shay will be back with us sometime in the near future. In the meantime, you're stuck with little old me again today. It's not so bad, is it? After all, it is my show. And speaking of the show, if you love it like your annoying vegan friend loves raving about the quinoa salad she had for lunch, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. Okay, so today, seeing that it's just me, we're going to do a more quick hit and run sort of topic. No, that doesn't mean like hit it and get it topic. That's not what I mean, guys. I mean more of a short and sweet to the point topic. Once I get my co-host along my side, then we'll go back to the little bit longer episodes. But until then, we just give you a little some something to snack on. Num, 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 num. So you're not listening to just me for 30 minutes. I mean, being stuck with me for that amount of time isn't that bad. But of course, I'm always much better when I have somebody bounce stuff off of and, and tell me how dumb I'm being and call me a disgusting pig like Shay normally does. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is rejection. Being rejected is one of the worst things that can happen to a guy. I don't care who you are or what kind of stud you are or whatever. Everybody's been rejected at least once in their lifetime, including yours truly. I know, hard to believe, but it's true. Anyone who's been picked last at kickball knows exactly what I'm talking about. The rejection started when you were young, and it doesn't get any better as you get older. Unfortunately, rejection only gets worse as you get older. You know, stuff like when we're older now, now we have to worry about getting rejected in grown-up situations like sex and dating. Who would have thought a simple two-letter word like no would hurt so much? Wait a minute, that's one word. Okay, so let's just say fuck no. I know that makes it sound more brutal, but it drives the point home. You know, for those of you who still like go clubbing, go to a club and check out all those like male wallflowers. You know, the guys that are just like leaning up against the wall or... You know, they're up against the railing, staring at the dance floor, you know, and they're looking out at all the single women dancing with each other. And these guys are all like in their little herds. They're huddled with their bros. You know, they're not hanging out with those dudes by choice. They want nothing more to get freaky on the dance floor with one of those chicks. 
Because then they hope, yeah, you get a little bit of dancing, and then a little bit of dancing ends up being a little bit of grinding, and then maybe ends up being a little bit of making out, and then next thing you know, that was my poor excuse at porn music. That wasn't even like modern porn music. That was like 70s porn music. Do they even do music during porn scenes anymore? I don't think so. I'm going to have to pay attention to that next time I watch some porn. Not that I watch it all the time, but okay, yeah, I kind of watch it a lot. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Oh, yeah, guys staring at the chicks on the dance floor. Men stay away from these women because they fear rejection. That's why they're not going down there and talking to the women. And, you know, it's for good reason. Getting rejected makes you feel about two inches tall, especially when it happens in front of other people at a club. Like if you go up to a chick on the dance floor and ask her to dance, if you are at least polite enough to ask her instead of those like tools who like squirm their way in front of women when they're dancing or if like a girl is dancing with her girlfriend and then you see those dudes like sidle up right in between them and start dancing. So, but if you, you know, if you ask her if she wants to dance and she says no, that's pretty bad. Or if you don't ask and you just try to do that whole, you know, weaseling your way in there and like she completely spins around on a 180 and next thing you know, you're dancing with her back. Okay. Either way, both of those things implicitly or explicitly is rejection. And they're like at a club in front of other people that see that you feel even worse. That's why those guys don't go and approach women because they're afraid of that public rejection. So although both men and women have the power to reject others, and I'm a good example of that, I have been rejected before and I have been the rejecter before, you know, it happens. So even though both men and women can do it, the scales definitely tip in the women's favor. And proof of that going back to the club scenario Women can ask pretty much any guy to dance or if she can buy him a drink, and very rarely will a guy say no. Even if the guy's gay, he'll say yes. That's because in our testosterone-soaked brains, we think an invitation for a drink or to dance translates into an invitation for sex. That's how men think in their stupid pea brains. So... To go a little bit further with the whole rejection theme, being rejected on the dance floor or in the club is bad enough, but being rejected in bed is catastrophic for guys. And yes, that happens too. Recently, one of my friends, Kara, told me about a fight she had with her boyfriend. Even though she was sick with the flu, he wanted to have sex. Because again, men are kind of stupid and we're inconsiderate. And the word on the street is men can also be selfish. And so... You would think that he'd be like, ah, she's kind of sick and, you know, she's probably not feeling it. And so, you know, I'll give it a rest for the night. But no, he was feeling a little randy. And despite her being sick, he still wanted to get it on. She told me that he was so pissed when she told him she wasn't in the mood that he didn't speak to her for like three days. And you know what? That wasn't really like anger that he was angry that he didn't have sex. They live together. He can have sex whenever he wants. It was probably that he was butthurt by actually getting rejected and while the output of it may be that it's anger the butthurtedness is actually kind of like humiliation she humiliated him and so the way he was able to process that and and project it was in anger 
So when us dudes get sexually rejected, it's not the actual loss of sex that upsets us. After all, sex is like a bus. If you miss one ride, another one's going to come around eventually. Even if your bus schedule runs every couple months like some of you dudes out there, it's still coming. The real problem is that sexual rejection sends a message that we aren't desirable. It's a huge blow to our egos when we think that we're not sexually desirable anymore to women. That's why there are some married men who have like zero intentions on cheating, but they still flirt with other women just to see if they get a response back. If they do get a response, that confirms to them that they are still found attractive and desirable to women. Yeah, that may sound a little bit insecure, but hey, if that's what it takes for them to be self-sure about themselves, then who's to say it's wrong, especially if he doesn't take it any further and cheats. But that's the key reason why rejection stings so much, because of that feeling that we just aren't wanted. And, you know, women can be pretty heavy-handed when wielding that veto power, that power of rejection. That is one of the most powerful things women hold is the power of sexual choice that they decide if they are going to accept a man's implicit or explicit offer for sex or it doesn't even have to be for sex it could be for a dance it could be for a drink it could be for a date it could be anything that is a very delicate power structure that women have at that point women are masters of rejection but we just like to gift wrap it in a little pretty package called It's Teasing. Women can tease. And of course, men can tease too. I like to tease. You know, that's part of kind of the mating dance, you know. But women, if they're doing it right, are wielding that power expertly. You know, women are able to send a guy home like with total blue balls, aroused, frustrated, and a little bit confused like, what the hell happened? And, you know, they're replaying it in their mind over and over again to see how they could have played it differently to end up with a different result. And on top of all those emotions, they're going to be wanting more at the same time. Now, that's power. Now, I know what you're thinking, ladies. You're thinking, hey, men have that same power that men can tease you and then ultimately reject women just like women can do to men. Well, sure, they could do it. There's no mystical force that's stopping them from doing it. That logic makes sense on paper, but think really hard for a second. Have you ever gotten to right to that threshold of sex, right when it was about to happen, only to have the guy stop and say, oh, no, I don't think we should do this. It's too soon. And he thinks you should wait. Yeah, some guys may say that. That's just like the obligatory, oh, are you sure you're okay with this? But he has no intention on stopping. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about legit the guy says, you know what, I think it's too soon, and then zip, he zips up, and then ends up leaving. That doesn't happen. If it does happen, then you should probably look down and see if he came in his pants prematurely. That's the only way he would stop and zip up and get the hell out of there right away. Just short of that, no guy is going to use that power of rejection to his advantage like women do. I don't think so. But but I'll tell you. I just got done saying how many times the power of rejection is a very powerful thing. So I challenge some men out there that you should say no every now and then just so you can feel what that power of rejection is from the other side. Usually you're on the outside looking in. Now I'm telling you to be the perpetrator of it. 
I have done that before, and because women are so used to men being putty in their hands when sex is concerned, that they will be absolutely floored if she is like all about it and you are the one who hits the brakes. That could actually increase her attraction to you. She'll be like, hmm, there's something a little different about this guy. Now, of course, you end up paying a little bit of a price that day too because you're going to go home with no sex. When I tell you say no and kind of pump the brakes and pull back, I mean all the way, meaning you go home and ice your balls. So, yeah, you won't end up getting sex, but I'm telling you, it'll reap benefits later on. I know it's easier said than done. Until that happens, the best way to get over your fear of rejection is to make being rejected not such a big deal. Just shrug it off with a smile and be like, meh, her loss. You know what? That'll give you a little bit more of a confidence and defuse that whole fear of rejection. It doesn't mean that you'll never get rejected. It just means if it happens, it's like, eh, it happened. Move on. Remember the bus analogy? There'll be another one coming along pretty soon. And I guess if you say it enough times, you might actually believe it. All right. And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username, The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. Hopefully, Shay will be back soon. But until then, remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at Believe.com and Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember... Sex sells, so get on in the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on Believe. Later, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.